Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Wow. Welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Dawson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing today? I'm good. I uh, spent today doing some pre-records uh, for uh, a couple of podcasts and then popped out for my vaccine, uh, forgetting that um, I'd actually got the wrong day. So I'm unvaccinated. Uh, I'm not unvaccinated. I've had half a vaccine. Half a vaccine. Uh, I'm just waiting for my, for my second half. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, in a situation where I, um, I'm i a very silly boy and I'm going to have to go back out again tomorrow to get it properly uh, done. <laughs> well, at least you've got one. Oh, I haven't got one. So you're, you're one nil no. ahead of me. One nil, Pete. <laughs> One nil to you. Uh, oh, well, yeah. the, the advice in Japan seems to be that uh, you shouldn't talk to any um, foreigners. <laughs> uh, you shouldn't get close to any foreigners. That's the advice oh, pretty much God. everyone's giving you. There aren't any foreigners around. Don't worry about it, lads. Yeah, that was uh, that was ridiculous. I retweeted this um, bit of news, I think, from the Mainichi Shimbun the other day. Mm. I think a local government authority in Ibaraki Prefecture, just north of Tokyo, mm. there was some sort of uh, notification to agricultural workers saying, if you meet a foreigner, don't be near them, basically, and uh, don't have <laughs> dinner together with foreign residents or foreign people. It just said sort of like, mm. like don't have an idea, could I like don't eat with them, um, which is mm. like pretty rough official devi- like advice. It's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous. And so I, yeah, I retweeted yeah. it. I think Joey did. I think Connor did. It was a, it was a media firestorm on Twitter, and then everybody forgot about it. But like, it's just, it's just like, mm. come on, there's so much, so many dopey officials who should probably be retired yeah. now saying things. It's just a little bit condescending. Well, but especially because no one can really ridiculous. get in. So, like, so the foreigners on, you know, in Japan will presumably not I mean, have uh, COVID yeah. any more than anybody else would because no one's coming in. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the sad and annoying truth over the last year. I felt like foreign folks have been scapegoated a bit. I mean, obviously, Corona mm. started overseas, and at the moment, they've got the English. Variant, they call it the English variant, which is taking mm. Japan by storm. Bloody English variant. Um, so yeah, I know it does. It just doesn't look good. And I remember that. I remember a year ago, that guy shut the noodle restaurant in um, Leno. That's when we knew it wasn't going to be fun. When uh, there was that noodle ramen shop, and they put a sign out the front saying <laughs> "Foreigners, no thank you," and like just turning grey <laughs> foreigners. I just think it's yeah, it's mm. just wrong to see it as like it's a foreign 
problem um, because yeah. it very much isn't. The coronavirus doesn't discriminate. So far as no. I know, it might well do. It could be a racist <laughs> virus. We'll have to... Yeah. Scientists are looking into it Racism. as we Racism speak. Is a virus. We got a story this week. <laughs> <laughs> we got a story from Matt. He says, "Hey Chris and Pete, if you're on, are you on, Pete? Oh, I on? am on. I am indeed on and live and electrified in your ears. I think that must be because uh, we more than any other year that we've done this podcast, mm. you've been off several weeks thanks to interviews. But Pete's very much back. We haven't got rid of him yet." Uh, and it begins, just thought I'd add my Japan story to the pile, guys. I first visited mm. in 2014. I've visited many times since, travelling south all the way down to Hiroshima and all the way north to Sapporo and to ski in Nisiko. You lucky devil. People often ask me why I enjoy the country so much, and I like to talk about the incredible people and always tell them the same story. During my first visit, after getting to the hotel, my travel companion and I decided to go and grab some lunch in a street cafe downstairs. We arrived and had the craziest looking hot dog I'd ever seen. Hot dog. <laughs> Traditional Japanese cuisine. Nice. Uh, and then we went back to the hotel room. When we got back, though, I realised I'd lost my fairly expensive prescription sunglasses, but I wrote them off, either having left them back at the home or left them on the flight. Two weeks later, on the very last day of the trip, we were walking past the same cafe, and I could have sworn I left my glasses uh, on our street side table. Not expecting much, I went to the cafe and just asked one of the guys if they'd seen my glasses. They didn't speak any English, so I had to mime glasses with my hands. I wonder how he did that. The chap paused for a moment, gave me a quick nod, and walked over to a random drawer and pulled out a velvet sack tied with a ribbon. He carefully opened the velvet sack and took out my immaculately, perfectly clean glasses and handed them to me. I was floored, coming from the streets of Manchester, the gritty streets of Manchester. <laughs> it was like night and day. Keep up the good work, lads. Matt from Manchester. Isn't that nice? That's nice. That is uh, lovely. Lovely, lovely story. <laughs> and that we should do a whole podcast one day, just reading out stories of people that have lost things in Japan and got them back. Yes. Well, I mean, we, that's pretty much 99% of our uh, input at the moment. It's just people have lost things. Uh, people have been nice to people on the street. Uh, we, 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 after we shooed away all of the tattoo uh, stories, they've come back with just <laughs> loads of stories about spectacles and, and people yeah. losing wallets and things. But it is, I do like the fact that the lovely kind of attention to detail from the Japanese um, proprietor thought it was important to, uh, to clean the glasses first lovely oh it's beautiful absolutely beautiful mm, nice. i had a friend who recently lost their their wallet in um shibuya and mm. you know that's not the place you want to lose your wallet with all your credit cards <laughs> and all your cash in but they got it back you know they got it back two or three days later they went to i think they went to like two or three police stations and one of them just had it and uh yeah they had to prove it was their wallet I don't know how they did that. I guess the photos inside are a bit of a giveaway, but mm. they got it back. So happy ending. Oh, so yeah, Japan, if you lose things here, you don't have a heart attack. You can actually feel a degree of reassurance that you're going to get it back. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I've never had anything like that happen. Though. I've not lost anything yet apart from my yeah. sanity. But I, uh, I lost a little Wi-Fi dongle on a train once. <gasps> and uh, sure enough, it was in lost property within the hour. Bloody in uh, sh the very confusing Shinjuku station. <laughs> you went all that way for a Wi-Fi dongle. I suppose they are quite yeah. expensive. <laughs> I, I, I get it mixed with like a USB stick filled with right, the secret okay, documents yeah. of Pete Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a story this week uh, about cider and paper. 
<laughs> I mean, this, this is an exciting story for me because I'm a cider lover. Uh, Japan's cider scene is on an upward trajectory at the moment. Apparently, uh, Nikkei magazine included domestic craft cider on its 2021 hit forecast ranking, where the beverage came in number 18 out of 30. Uh, raising cider's image has been an ongoing challenge for those wanting to promote the beverage. And uh, Japan's not alone in that respect, apparently. Uh, in countries such as the UK and France, where cider is a traditional beverage, it's been dogged with the outdated image of being a cheap drink made by country farmers or a mass-produced alcopop. Here in Japan, there is a never-ending consumer confusion of non-alcoholic soda cider versus real alcoholic cider. That's a good point. Completely f- mm. good point there, right? In Japan, cider typically just means like a fizzy lemonade. It's like lemonade, right? <laughs> and um, like whereas real... Well, yeah, the real side is the, the distinction is non-alcoholic soda is called cider, like the, the sort mm. of just cider. Mitsuya cider. Mitsuya cider, your favourite. Mm. And uh, real yeah. like, alcoholic cider is called shidoru. Shidoru. And yeah. uh, the most popular brand is, of course, Kirin, hard cider, hard shidoru, uh, which isn't too bad. It's passable. It's like Strongbow. Yeah. It's possible. Oh no, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> yeah. So make that. I mean, I remember when I first arrived, and I went to a vending machine to just get like a coke, and uh, in the school where I worked, and I saw cider, and I was like, wait, wait, mm. what? My first year in Japan, 120 yen, <laughs> a bottle of cider in the middle of the school. I thought, yes, Japan is at least three times better than I thought it'd be. <laughs> and I pressed it, and I got Mitsuya cider lemonade. It was, uh, it was a pretty big disappointment early on. But um, <laughs> there's also a story. Involving the just normal, non-alcoholic, boring cider. Apparently, a shop in Chinatown in Yokohama is selling gyoza dumpling-flavored cider. Um, right. Okay. It tastes of oil, garlic, and chives. Garlic chives. Um, apparently, it was like it smells like the breath of an old man who just eaten dumplings. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Not no, good. I think I think I think uh, I mean hard. That would be for me hard cider because it'd be very hard to drink. I imagine because it literally tastes of garlic and an old man mouth. They're not selling that as old man mouth, are they? They're just kind of like that's how someone has described it. I think yeah. I don't, I don't know how they're possibly selling this. <laughs> um, so it's called Dagashi uh, Hyakaten. Hyakaten. Square. It costs three hundred yen, two dollars seventy five. Mm. I get, it's one of those things, isn't it? Like, why do they make it, do you think? It's it's just an experimental flavour, mm. but nothing good can come from it, unless it's all publicity <laughs> stunt. What do you reckon? Yeah. I mean, all booze is pretty disgusting to people who don't drink a lot of booze a lot of the time. Um, so maybe this might kind of get the people who really, really like dumplings in. Perfect company with uh, dumplings. Just a dumpling <laughs> beer. Lovely. The photo of it's shocking. <laughs> it just looks like, um, like gyoza sauce. The sort of uh, oh, soy sauce no, stuff that comes no, with gyoza. No, no, no. Oh god, that's disgusting. I'm, that is disgusting. I loved. I do love gyoza, but like I'm still traumatized by the giant dumpling I had with Natsuki, the monster. Oh yes, gyoza. Fuck that <laughs> so one. So heavy, sick. so heavy looking. Ugh. I mean, you know, it's a bad. You know, it's bad when Natsuki has to carve it with a plastic sword. It's chopped up. <laughs> oh man, that was horrible. We've got another story here. About Jap- Japanese paper company sets sights on a wooden rival to car batteries and a potential leap mm. in technology that most scientists remain sceptical about. A Japanese paper producer is determined to pursue using trees to develop a successor to lithium-ion batteries for electric cars. Uh, they're using targeting new breakthroughs in the use of cellulose nanofibers, materials produced by refining wood pulp to the size of hundreds of a micron 
Uh, and apparently it's already used in diapers and food additives with the aim of creating super capacitors, super capacitors that could store and release energy with vastly improved performance. Isn't that exciting? It reminds me of the paper. Do you remember a few months ago we had the, the wooden satellite that they're looking at building and releasing into the oh, atmosphere? Oh, yes. Wooden it would burn satellite. up very easily if it got back in. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I think um, I'm sort of imagining, like, you know when you put, like, uh, two electrodes in a potato and get something <laughs> running? It sort of reminds me of that very, very sort of... Um, uh, I don't know, woody kind of like environmentally woody. friendly version of that. You know, like like a, everything's brown and woody and potatoey. Uh, I just uh, I very much enjoy the fact that uh, the, the the modern battery, the modern big car battery, would just be this like cardboard <laughs> box filled with chemicals. Ugh, just be a sack of potatoes with electrodes. In. I must <laughs> yeah, admit, exactly. uh, I read a, a story the other day that a lot of Japan's car companies, you know, Japan is one of the strongest car industries in the world alongside Germany mm. and the US. And I think Toyota is the world's most valuable, valuable car company, although it might be dwarfed by Tesla now. Um, right. But I've read that, yeah, a lot of Japanese car companies are in trouble, that Chinese car companies and Tesla and various American companies are kind of leapfrogging them with electric cars. Like Japan's been very slow on adopting full right. electric cars and Japan risks losing out big time. To, the com- mm. to companies that are innovating uh, quicker mm. and faster. Like Toyota have always been on about doing hydrogen-powered cars, which yes. I, I don't think are going to take off. But like, You need the seems like, yeah, for that, don't you? Well, yeah, <laughs> you need like, to get hydrogen into your cars. What could possibly go wrong? A highly flammable <laughs> But like, yeah, it seems like Japan could be in danger in 10 years. Like its car industry might be seriously under threat by China and the US. So it'd be quite interesting to see mm. what happens there. And by oh, then, they have to make the change quickly. Pretty much every single um, car manufacturer these days has uh, a, a, an electric variant or at the very least a hybrid version of their, their most popular cars. question is, in 10 years, will you have passed your driver's license, Pete? You've, <laughs> no, you've got it. I've, re, I've rebooked. I, 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 I paid for, for, for the rebooking, so they're going to try and find hey. me a slot somewhere. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it hopefully will happen sooner rather than later. It's all very upsetting, Chris. <laughs> oh, man. Poor old Pete. But uh, <laughs> I, I, it, it worries me, though, like, um, you know, Japanese uh, Japan's companies can be very slow to move. And like we've seen over the years, mm. big companies dethroned in the electronic sector. Like if you compare now to the 90s or the early 2000s when <laughs> Japan was pretty much ruling the world in electronics, it we've seen them lose the electronic market, and I worry that one day it will lose the car market as well. I don't mm. know why I worry so much. I'm not a Toyota shareholder. But if I was... <laughs> I'll be selling. <laughs> Please don't take selling any investment big. advice from me to any of our listeners. Good God. Your investment can go up don't or down advice. with Chris we'll be back. It'll probably go down. I, uh, we'll be back in a minute with the fax machine. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back. What have we got in the week? What have we got in the week? What have we got in the fax machine this week, Mr. Dawson? What have we got in the weakest fax machine around? Hello, guys. No time, no faxy. Uh, love the twice a week podcast drop. Please keep it up. This is from uh, Augustine. Uh, I found an amazing cup noodle contraption that might just might be the thing that Pete is missing in his ordered Japano technophile collection. Nissin cup noodle, my vending machine, a promo item from a few years ago. You can load up five to six cups. And that's like just like a, a desktop vending machine. It takes a, a Nissan yen-like coin, uh, dispenses the cup, and then you place it in the hot water dispenser with a safety switch and screen, just like the real thing, for a perfectly measured 300 milliliters of boiling water. Then the three-minute countdown timer uh, starts ticking on the tiny display, and then all that's left after that is for you to enjoy your cup noodle. If only there was one for Coolish. I mean, it seems very much like it's just a posh kettle in a box, isn't it, really, that's got a timer on the front? I approve of this. It looks incredible. Why have I never seen this before? This is insane. Mm. You could load up five to six cups. It's like a desktop vending machine. It's a good thing mm. I haven't discovered this. If I, you know, if this technology, if I knew of its existence, there'd probably be one in my apartment in the corner. I, <laughs> they are very Moorish and they are worryingly addictive, cup noodle. Like once you've had a few mm. mouthfuls, because it's just pure salt, right? And I'm a very yeah. salty person, both metaphorically, <laughs> literally. I love the taste of salt. And, uh, after like one mouthful, you can. F- I feel like really puffy. My face gets really puffy because of the sodium. Mm. Um, but I just taste so damn good. Good old cup noodles. Fun fact: <laughs> I discovered, I discovered that um, having cup noodles in a thumbnail increases traffic to the to like <laughs> to the video like tenfold. If you look at my oh, videos really? where there's me just holding cup noodles. It's just loads of views. I don't know why. What's the secret piece? It's just, it's just, it's just like the, the cup noodle fanatics online. They just sort of see that as quint- quintessentially Japanese. They find um, pre... I mean, because you can get cup noodle all around the world. You can't get all of the variants, but you can certainly get the standard, bog-standard cup noodles, can't you? Mm. I think it's something... I don't know why. I mean, uh, for me, 
in the UK, we've got pot noodle, right? Which is this sort of dirty, mm. cheap, dreadful looking stuff that I consumed a lot more than I'd care to admit when I was a student. But like <laughs> cup noodle, I think it's because it's, it's Japanese. It's got an air of refined quality, like a fine, yeah. fine bottle of sake. Wine. I don't know. <laughs> is, is, is that right? Am I, am I an idiot? Yeah. Salty wine. Yeah. No, no. I think that, um, I think that, that it's got more, Salty it's wine. less kind of, um, it, with our sort of pot noodles, they're very, very salty and very, very flavorful. But there's none of that kind of umami kind of uh, kind of flavor that you get in a pot noodle. Uh, sorry, a cup noodle. So cup noodles are just more, I don't know, there's more mm-hmm. pleasant to eat. They're not as heavy. They don't feel as springy and chewy. Absolutely. Sponsored by Cup Noodle, the Abroad <laughs> Japan podcast. Why haven't we got a sponsorship from Cup Noodle yet? That is another one that needs to be added to the list <laughs> of potential sponsorships. I would embrace wholeheartedly. Uh, we got one here from James. He says, hey, Chris and Pete. This is James from Alabama in the US. Two months ago, I sent in a fax machine message saying that I got offered an interview for the JET program. That interview was a month ago, and I was able to use some of the advice you shared. Thank you for that. I wanted to wait to write again, hoping to deliver good news. Unfortunately, I can't announce that I was fully accepted. Rather, I was listed as an alternate. Uh, as it's as upset as I am about this, I'm 100% grateful that I'm still in the game. Chris, thinking back to when you were waiting for your results, what would you have done if you were rejected from JET or listed as an alternate? Did you have a plan B at this time? Many thanks, guys. All the best, James. P.S. Chris, I've also wanted to ask, where did you get that blue linen shirt? I've noticed lately <laughs> that you're always wearing it in every video. Um, let me know. Let me know, James. Oh, um, very nice. I have a blue linen shirt. Have you noticed it, Pete? Have you noticed my blue <laughs> just, linen shirt? I mean, I've seen, I've seen you in like a dark blue linen shirt, but I can't remember you wearing like a light blue linen shirt. So right. I'm just scared that they, you, you might be, um, you might have just done a lot of filming on one particular day and all of like the, the, the blue linen shirt action has been spread over months and months of your output. <laughs> I did. I remember I went to Tokyo uh, a few months ago, and I did a video with Tokyo Creative, and then I did one with like uh, Trash Tastes, and I did one mm. for me, and I think I was wearing the same shirt then. So it was just <laughs> that day, James. Don't know where the shirt is now. It's probably in a bin. As for the Jet Program, if I recall, I think I was an alternate as well. I think I I was. I got an, a message through saying you've been listed as an alternate. Basically, an alternate is. Like you, you haven't one hundred percent got a place, but you're you, you're kind of like sixty, seventy percent of getting a place. But you, you get sort of put on a big list, and depending on how much they like you or how much you fit the criteria, you're placed further up the list. Um, so yeah, I, I I was on that position, if I recall. It was a long time ago now, so I don't remember the ins and outs. I only remember where I found out that I got the jet program job, and that was hmm. I was making tea for my German manager <laughs> at an office I worked at. <laughs> and she was like, maybe my tea. I was like, all right. And I went to the kitchen and while I was making the tea, I got a phone call and it was just a woman on the phone who said, hi, Chris, do you want to live and work in Japan? And I was like, yes, that's why I've done the eight month application process to get on the jet program. And she was like, well, you've got a job. I was like, oh, that's great. So hopefully you will get that phone call, James. I mm. think I got mine in May. So there's still time. Don't worry. But Alternatively, you know, there's um, there's lots of other programs. There's why can I think of the other one off the, <laughs> off the top of my head? Who's the other one, Pete? Who's the other one? Interact. I can't, I can't help Interact, you, mate. I can't help you. No, I know Nova went uh, the way of the Dodo, so I, I don't know any others to be honest. Oh, there's Interact. There's Interact. Um, there's there's Interact, and there's more. 
just just keep going or just apply next year to be honest james even if you did get it i don't know if teachers can come over at the moment because the whole covid thing so mm. it's probably backed up a little bit so um mm. yeah but I, i'd say apply to interact um we got one from cat over to you pete Hello, Kat. Dear Chris and Pete, I need your help. I have just under a year to find out if pineapple Kit Kats exist in Japan. If they do, do you know where I could buy some online? I know Japan loves their different flavour of Kit Kats, but I need to know specifically about the pineapple. I have an ongoing joke with my friend where uh, I get something pineapple flavoured for his birthday each year. This year, I made him pineapple ice cream. Also, if you think of any idea for Japan-themed quirky ice cream flavours, I'm in an ice cream making mood slash phase. Thanks, Kat. Love the podcast and the videos. My housemate introduced me to them just a year, under a year, a year ago. And because I am a queen at getting birthday presents, I obviously got a a like a magic T-shirt supporting the Chris hey. Broad T-shirt hustle. Outstanding, good work, Cat. <laughs> you're you're my f- new favourite listener. I mean, mm. pineapple Kit Kats. Unfortunately, to my knowledge, they don't exist, Cat. I've, I think I must have eaten every single conceivable flavour of Kit Kat in the world, from strawberries <laughs> and sake to chocolate and disappointment. I've had it all, and there's no pineapple. But just just get some get like a sake flavored Kit Kat and smear a pineapple on it. You got you got the best of both worlds. <laughs> well, right? that's, that's a solid solution. Um, can you think of any ideas for Japan themed quirky ice cream flavors? I'm in an ice cream making um, mood. Any ideas, Pete? You're a genius. Japan themed. I mean, it's got to be like. Uh, I mean, apart from the usual coolish. I mean, I'm always a big fan of uh, anything where I think um, someone pointed out on Twitter that uh, there's now a ramen flavor version Ooh, of uh, ramen. Coolish, so it yeah. might be uh, the thing that saves that uh, entire entire business. Well, I think we should take inspiration from the previous news story and have gyoza ice cream. Stick some gyoza in it. <laughs> Job done. I think you're on to a winner. Beautiful. Disgusting. It's going to change the world. We've got one here from Hannah. Hi, Chris and Pete. I hope you're both doing well and staying safe. My name's Hannah, and I'm from the one of the yeehaw capitals of Canada, which is Alberta. <laughs> Since the beginning of this Miss Rona pandemic, my province has seen countless anti-mask and COVID denial protests, which have been quite embarrassing to see, to be honest. Chris, have you seen any uh, against mask wearing in Japan? And Pete, have you seen anything of the like in England? Wishing you both good health and I hope vaccine rollout gears up quickly in Japan soon. All the best, guys. Hannah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Probably more in the UK than Japan, right? We we occasionally sort of uh, we occasionally sort of were in a situation where you'd see in the middle of Trafalgar Square uh, you'd see like a big mask uh, process. We've had a, a protest. We've had a few of them uh, since this whole thing started, and uh, it's it's yeah. usually the usual kind of uh, un- unspeakably problematic people um, kind of involved in it and being the ringleaders about it. So uh, yeah, it's it, you walk past them, you just sort of go, oh God, I'm not going through there. That's a that's a super spreader event if ever I saw one. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't seen too much going on. There was there's been a few protests in Shibuya. Uh, obviously, Japan has been pretty good at wearing masks. They get that right. Uh, they might have been absolutely dreadful at doing vaccines, but they've certainly been wearing the masks. Um, mm. uh, I think recently a lot more people are getting annoyed. Certainly, a lot of businesses in Tokyo are getting annoyed that they've had to sort of been shut down now for two months, making no money, losing customers. I certainly. As a YouTuber on YouTube, I've had a lot of comments from people who are like, there used to be a lot of wars in the comments. I had to block them out of the comments on a lot of the YouTube videos because it just got relentless. It got like a lot of bullying took place. People saying, you should wear a mask. They would come under attack from people that were firmly against masks for whatever reason. And um, 
I just thought this isn't a this isn't this isn't productive or good. So yeah, I just sort of blacklisted the word masks from the comments because it wasn't benefiting everyone. Obviously, wear the damn masks, and that is the conclusion. I don't like wearing <laughs> them. I don't like wearing them at all. But I do it, and you have to, and that's the way it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. There oh, you go. Well. Look oh, after well. yourselves. <laughs> Absolutely, but keep the stories, questions. Comments coming into the Braun Japan podcast at gmail.com. I nearly forgot the third bit. I nearly forget the questions. <laughs> the- <laughs> I nearly forget the comments. But uh, for now, guys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And we'll see you all over again on Wednesday to do it again on the Braun Japan podcast. Bye for now. in Japan is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creative Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> <laughs> 